0: This happened to me about three years ago. It was brought up recently with my friends, and they suggested that I post it. I've gone through therapy for this, and trained in firearms, because this was the creepiest night of my life. I spent a night in what felt like a horror movie, and it's still just so vivid. It was a Wednesday night in the summer. I was off work, my husband was out of town, and our son was staying at his grandma's for the night. I was home alone with my dogs, an 80 pound Aussie mix, and my 80-pound German Shepherd pit bull mix. For a little context, I always have issues sleeping when I'm home alone, so I tend to just binge-watch TV in the living room until I can't keep my eyes open anymore. This particular night, I remembered that the trash pickup comes the next day. I decided to turn on Game of Thrones for a bit, and then I would take the trash out. All of a sudden, I realized that it's 1.30am, and I still haven't taken the trash to the curb. My house has two solid iron gates, one in the front and one to the side door slash backyard. Lighting on our street, or anywhere in our neighborhood, isn't that great, but it's a quiet neighborhood with lots of families and you rarely hear about crime here. I looked out the window by habit before I took the trash out and saw who I thought was my neighbor smoking a cigarette outside of his gate across the street, looking directly at me. For context... This is a normal occurrence. My neighbor across the street hides smoking cigarettes from his wife, so he typically does it late at night in front of his gate. I get off of work late, so I usually see him. We wave, say hi, chat a little bit, and then I go inside. He always makes the joke, you didn't see me smoking if my wife asks. So unbothered by seeing the guy, I go outside, grab my trash cans, open my squeaky iron gate, And take them out to the curb. I didn't have my glasses on at the time, so as usual, I waved and said hello. However, the guy, who I thought was my neighbor, threw down the cigarette and quickly walked off down the street. It took a minute for me to register that he was not my neighbor. I was a little creeped out because he was clearly staring into my window from the opposite sidewalk. But also, maybe it was just a guy taking a night walk, not unusual in our neighborhood and he had just stopped for a cigarette. I thought I probably weirded him out just as much as he weirded me out. I went back inside, laid on the couch with my dogs to keep watching Game of Thrones. At some point, I fell asleep, and I woke up to hearing my gate squeak, in addition to hearing my German Shepherd mix growling. He's extremely protective of our family at home, but he's also the kind of dog that you can take anywhere, because he's so friendly in public. My Aussie mix is a bit more passive, but his sheer size and scary bark tends to deter people, even though he's very friendly. I quickly got up, pulled back my curtain. My gate was still shut, and I didn't see a thing. My dog, however, continued to growl. I looked out another window which had a better view of my front yard and porch. I didn't see anything there either. Eventually, my dog settled back down with my other dog, but I was still uneasy. I ended up watching TV again because I couldn't go back to sleep. About an hour later, I definitely heard my gate squeak. We're the only ones with a heavy cast iron gate, and the noise it makes is so distinct. So I look out the curtain while my dogs are continuing to softly growl. My gate is halfway open this time, but I don't see anyone. At this point, I'm panicking. In my panic, I couldn't find my phone. I grabbed a wooden baseball bat out of our room, crouched down, and started going through the couch cushions to find my phone. My dogs are oddly still quietly growling instead of barking, so I assumed that no one was there. The minute I find my phone, though, my front door handle starts shaking. I run to the side door to let my German Shepherd mix out. I know he'll protect me, and he can jump the six-foot back gate. My Aussie mix is going crazy and he bursts out one of our door sidelights. I heard the guy say, Oh shit. And immediately, I let out my German Shepherd mix. I jumped up to look out the window, saw my dog latch onto the guy's hand. The guy starts screaming and takes off down the street, my dog chasing him every step of the way. I then become terrified that he'll hurt my dog, so I run outside with my baseball bat, screaming my dog's name over and over. The next thing I know, my dog is prancing down the street back to me, happy as shit with blood all over his face. I called the police, they took another hour or so to show up, and didn't seem to take me too seriously. They said they'd call local hospitals, but I never heard back. I called my husband bawling, and he got on the next flight home. I ended up staying at his mom's for a few days, too terrified to go home. I did buy my dogs giant ribeyes for being so good. And saving me. I don't know what that guy wanted, but I think he knows that whatever he wanted, it's not worth coming back to the house for. This story goes back to the year 2015. It was around 8 p.m., and because it was summer, it had just begun getting dark. I live in a town where crime almost never happens, it's a very safe rural area with few people. Here, all the shops close early, so that night I went shopping around 7.40 and everything was quiet. I didn't have enough money to pay, but the shopkeeper knew me and my family and knew that I'd be right back to settle my bill. So I got home, gathered the rest of my cash, and headed back out to the store. I was listening to music. I had bought new headphones and was trying them out, Got your happy price, price line. When a motorcycle with two men came out of nowhere, the man got off the back and took out a gun, pointing it directly at my head, yelling at me to give him everything that I had. My cell phone, my wallet. Give me everything. Give me everything, he exclaimed. I just squeezed my cell phone and headphones and yelled, no, these are my things, over and over again. The whole time, that gun was pointed at my face from about a foot away, maybe even less. When the guy with the gun saw that I wasn't going to give him anything, he fired. I saw very clearly how he pulled the trigger on the gun. He got back on the motorcycle with the other man, and they left at full speed. As my brain caught up with my eyes, I realized that the gun never fired. I don't know if it was real or fake if it had bullets in it or not I don't know anything it was just after dark my vision was a little obscured but this has to be the most terrifying experience that I've ever had as soon as they pulled off I ran to the store where I was heading to I arrived crying and shaking it was hard for me to speak I asked for help and they called my mom who came to pick me up in a taxi because I didn't want to walk home even though it was only four blocks away that was the first and last time I experienced a robbery attempt. It was the most damn stressful situation I've ever been through. I don't know how to describe the absolute panic I felt when I saw the barrel of a gun in front of my eyes, and all for a cheap cell phone and some headphones. They didn't give a shit about a girl's life. They put a gun to my face. I wish that no one has to go through this, much less children. I was lucky but many are not. I know now that I should have just given up what they were asking for. No possessions are worth my life, but try telling that to a 15-year-old when this is all that they have. While this happened almost a decade ago, it still gives me chills every now and then whenever I happen to think about, what if that gun did fire? When I was a kid, my mom worked as a teacher, and she was very close to a co-worker of hers who had a son that was around my age, and whom I was very close with as well. When my mom or her friend would head out for the night, the other would take care of both of us kids, and basically, it meant I spent half my time over there, and my friend spent half his time at my house, which was perfect and fun for us. We lived in different cities, But since that kind of system had been going on pretty much since forever, I grew up knowing my friend's city just as well as mine. His mom was well aware of that. So with that being said, whenever we were going on a walk in their area, she'd let us wander around because she knew we'd always find our way back to her. My mom, though, was more cautious and always kept an eye on us, as she'd walk behind us to make sure she was always able to see us. I just wish her friend would have done the same. One day, I had to be around six or seven. We were going on a walk with my friend Marcus and his mom Katie. It was a very sunny day, and I was wearing a dress with embroidered flowers, and I had my blonde, long hair down. I often heard that I was a pretty kid, even from strangers in the street. And besides making me and my parents somewhat uncomfortable, nothing bad had ever happened. During that walk, Katie was walking ahead of us, And I was chatting and just fooling around with Marcus, when he suddenly remembered something urgent to tell his mom, as urgent as something can be for an eight-year-old boy. He ran up to her, and left me strolling behind for a couple of moments, just as it already had happened a hundred times before. That time, though, we were circling around a big camping site, and we walked by the white vans and camping cars. One of those vans had its back doors open, and there was a man probably in his 40s, smoking a cigarette and leaning out of the vehicle. He locked eyes with me as I was approaching, then saw that Katie and Marcus weren't paying much attention to me as they were already a couple of meters ahead. He proceeded to pull me by my arm close to him, so I found myself with my body touching his, so weirded out that I didn't even say a word, although I knew Katie would have heard me if I had called for help. He leaned toward me as he was obviously much taller than I was, muttering something that I didn't understand. He winked at me and kissed me on the lips, then pulled me to the open doors of his van. At this point, if he had pushed me just a little, I would have fallen in the truck. Out of fear, I was too terrified to even lift a finger, and even though I didn't understand everything that was going on, I knew that it wasn't okay. He put his hands on the door, as if to close the vehicle, and I felt my heart sink. At that exact moment, some other man jogged towards us, in his forties as well, waving hello to me, and saying something along the lines of, I lost sight of you for a bit. I was so scared. He had a friendly look on his face, and was staring at me with great insistence, and a huge reassuring smile. The van man awkwardly laughed, and yanked me out of the way of the car, slamming the door shut. I ran to Katie as I heard the van go off, and just acted as if nothing had happened. To this day, I never told that story to anybody. Not to Katie, or Marcus, not to my mom, nobody. I'm 22 years old now, so to the friendly guy who obviously didn't lose sight of me, or whatever but probably just saw everything and wanted to interfere. From the bottom of my heart, I thank you. To the pedophile who surely would have abducted me, and who was strangely okay with kissing a kid in public and in broad daylight, I wish you nothing but the worst, and I pray that we never meet again. Although I think I'd be too old for you now.